Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 95 of the United Pubcast. It is the best pub on earth. It is going to be an extravagant one for you. It's going to be the best episode you've ever heard. Now, I've got to dampen it a little bit before we do rip in, and I do have my co-host, as always, Tom Simpson with me, but... By the time you listen to this, Liverpool might be champions. But who cares about that? Because if you saw the result this morning, in Australian time at least, then you know that Anthony Martial has scored a hat-trick. Tony Marshall scores again, again and again. Manchester United 3, Sheffield United nil. Tom Simpson, how are you feeling after that early wake-up? Well, it was an early wake-up. Back to the 3am kickoffs, which are a bit of a challenge. Um, I did struggle a little bit towards the end of the second half. But um, as you mentioned just then in regards to Liverpool potentially winning the league, don't worry, don't sort of feel depressed because I do have a podcast lined up, a whole hour-length podcast of why Liverpool winning the title doesn't really mean anything at all in regards to the current situation. So when it eventually does happen, don't worry, the podcast will definitely have you covered. That's what we love to hear. So obviously we're going to review the game. Three, two, ones will be in. We'll obviously talk about that man, Tony. We'll come to our Facebook comments and we will wrap up by looking at the FA Cup quarterfinal match against Norwich. Tom, before we rip into the game, Old Trafford, our favourite stadium on earth, uh, obviously looked a little bit different today with no crowd. What did you think of the layout? Were you impressed with it? Personally, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I think it was a lot better than sort of what other grounds have done. Um... And I think United's a weird one. We mentioned before in a couple of other podcasts in regards to what sort of benefit will the what benefit the players will have in regards to no away fans or fans which which players will thrive, which players will need that sort of extra motivation. But like yourself and a lot of our listeners have obviously been to Old Trafford and obviously sort of done the stadium tour. Old Trafford, when it's empty, still has like an aura, still has an atmosphere. And those Sheffield United players, a lot of them, it might have been their first trip to Old Trafford as well. And even when that ground is empty, it almost feels bigger when it's empty. And I think um, it still would have been a daunting place. And you almost saw that straight away. United just looked, like, I don't want to sort of, not the cliche, but United looked at home. And Sheffield United did look in awe. And um, no, fair play to the club in terms of the banners or the fan mosaics. We have a photo on the fan mosaic, but um, obviously haven't found it. Well, I'm sure we're at the back of the Stratford end, I'm not going to search through 40,000 images to try and find us. Yeah, look, as you said, it was fantastic. But anyway, let's rip into the game. That's what our listeners are here to talk, here to listen to us talk about. Tom, this starting eleven uh, is it our strongest? Is that our strongest side? Well, I think it's pretty much in the last podcast when we were sort of doing the predicted and preferred start elevens. I think it was pretty much bang on of what we said. I think I think I said I might opt for one matter, but sort of fully expected Mason Greenwood to play. Other than that, it was the midfield we wanted. I suppose you could argue over Lindelof and Bailly, but I'm sure there's no doubt that Lindelof is first choice at the moment, besides Maguire. So I don't think who you could really say in, um, in terms of Matic's performance, which we'll get in there. I don't see who warrants a place over anyone in that starting lineup. Well, talking about the starting lineup, the absolute star, uh, Anthony Martial. What a performance. His first career hat-trick, his first career hat-trick for Manchester United, and the first hat-trick for Manchester United in the Premier League since Robin Van Persie. And the last statistic I'm going to slap at you, Tom, the first hat-trick since Latan Ibrahimovic. What a performance. Talk to me about it. Obviously, we saw the first goal. 
Um, it was uh, Rashford. He's just powered it into Martial. Personally, if I had to finish that, the ball's probably going to end up in Rosette. But he did very well to finish. Um, the second goal, we saw some combination with Bruno and Pogba. Wambasaka, the man who supposedly can't cross, sets up Tony. And then, obviously, the last one. Probably the best of the lot. Again, one-twos. Pogba, Bruno, Rashford into Martial. Talk to me. How good was this performance by Tony? Well, Martial does this to me because every time he has a poor game and we discussed his match against Spurs, was it poor or was it just a game where he lacked a little bit of service? Whenever he has a so-called poor game, the next week I say, okay, send him out to the left and see how he does on the left. And then obviously that didn't happen. Solskjaer rightfully stuck with him through the middle and that definitely paid off. And um, when he puts in a performance like that, it just shows you the attributes and the tools that he does have on his day. He could potentially be one of the best strikers in the world. Like he has absolutely everything. And okay, the goals are fantastic, which we'll get into. But I think more more than the goals, I can't think of an actual better performance. Not just a better performance from him personally, but and and our number nine's performance for Man United. Like Zlatan Ibrahimovic was his own type of number nine. But I can't think of any other striking performances like that in recent memory for United. Like he just defensively, he had everything. He had work rate. He was physical. Obviously, the goal threat. Uh, absolutely perfect performance. I can't think of sort of a mistake or something he should have done better. The greatest praise I can give of him for this performance was two of those goals were one-touch finishes. And that's been the criticism of Martial. At times, he can come too deep. Um, sometimes he just goes missing or he gets he starts drifting towards the left-hand side of the pitch just because it comes more natural to him. Today, he was dead in the box. He was ready for every opportunity and... He, he's a good finisher. We, we've all known this. It's just been about getting those opportunities to get get in there and actually finish those goals. And for me, that was the most pleasing part. There was also a piece of play. I think it was in the first half, towards the back end of the first half. He got the ball uh, with his back to the defender, kept possession really well, and pulled it back into midfield. It was the most complete performance because normally he just scores the goals. Today, he was linking up with midfield, back to goal, linking up well with Rashford. It was very well-rounded. Do you think that the fact we've been linked with so many strikers, is that because of what you were referring to? Is it the inconsistency in his game? And could these sorts of performances, if he can keep it up toward the end of the season, does it perhaps change United's perception or that that search for another number nine? It's hard. My opinion on a striker for Solskjaer changes every single week because when Martial does that, you look at it and you think there is absolutely no need for a striker and that is exactly what... Solskjaer wants that is almost you could almost just imagine that being Haaland for Dortmund and him putting that type of performance in for United you could very much see that you could see that being a Timo Werner up front next season for Chelsea performing like that so when Martial does that there is absolutely no need for a striker however and I don't want to put a damper on things because I know you obviously love Martial and I'm a big fan as well but you can't hide away from his inconsistency and next week or who we got next week is it Bournemouth or Bournemouth in a few weeks or Norwich in the FA Cup you wouldn't put it past having another performance against Spurs and you can put that down to sort of a lack of service and it is a team game but um, we've seen this before with Martial maybe not a performance at this level but um, we definitely have seen sort of the up and down nature where you can almost you expect a good performance then next week you sort of you're putting your money on maybe a below par performance but one positive or not positive you obviously have three positives but you mentioned there in terms of the type of goals the goals were very much sort of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer goals Solskjaer's obviously talked about since he's come in as the manager that he's worked with the strikers individually on their finishing 
And those, okay, maybe the chip was maybe a little bit more classy than what Solskjaer had in his locker. But especially those first two goals, they were textbook Solskjaer goals. We talk about Martial's inconsistency, and naturally I'm going to defend him a little bit. He's now equal on goals with Rashford. Uh, I don't know how many games Rashford's played this season. I might actually have a quick look at that. But his goal return is now 19 goals in, uh, I think it's 39 appearances. So he is more than a goal every second game as it currently stands. So for me, that's a good return. And when you consider Pogba's been out for major parts of the season, Bruno only came in in January, a lot of what happens behind him is crucial to any striker. And that's what gives them the platform to score goals. And that's a good transition for us to talk about that midfield. Tom, we saw, obviously, it was what we all, most people predicted. It was Matic, Bruno, Pogba. We obviously saw Pogba, Bruno, that was the key. Uh, How are they going to link up? And we saw that in the build-up to the second goal. How perfect was this midfield combination? Well, it's perfect in a game you're going to dominate against Sheffield United. They made it look very, very easy. Um, like looking at Matic, like we'll get another three, two ones later. But Matic just absolutely ran the show. It was almost like when you're a little bit younger, you sort of you play at whatever level on a Saturday, then you go back into your school team, and you can just sit in midfield and do whatever you want to do. That's what Matic was like. Is like this Premier League winner going in and playing against a team who just got promoted from the Championship. He just made everything look so easy. And when that was the case, that was also always going to be the platform for Pogba and Bruno to go and show their class. And I thought. I thought Bruno was a little, I wouldn't say wasteful in a bad way, I was almost, and you can say this after a 3-0 win, but he was very wasteful, but almost in a positive way, like obviously definitely trying to get forward, trying to get in behind, and maybe a little bit frustrating at times, but um, definitely a price you happily pay, and poor Pogba was just, yeah, it's, it's what you're going to get from poor Pogba, if he's fit and he wants to be here, um, we're going to have the best midfielder in the league. Pogba looked like he was going through a training run, and I... Not saying I'm not slating his attitude for that. I'm actually saying he did it so comfortably, particularly in that second half. Once it was at that two nil, three nil score, he was so comfortable. Uh, I'm not going to say this is a low light, but I want to talk about Shaw and Rashford, and I'm singling out those two because if you look online and if you follow Manchester United YouTube channels, you'll either hear that Shaw and Rashford were brilliant, or you'll hear that they were turd. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. What is your opinion on these two based on what we've seen from the first two games? Well, do you want to cast your mind back to the message you sent me at halftime um, regarding Luke Shaw? And again, okay, this might have been at 3.45 in the morning, but do you remember what your thoughts on Luke Shaw were then? Yeah, I thought he was awful, and I'm going to maintain that. Yes, towards the end of the second half, I thought he kept his width. There was a cross he put in for a Galo, which, to be fair, the striker should have done better with. But overall, I think his defensive positioning is nothing short of appalling. He drifts in so far, and he's always playing catch-up to his fullback. It's almost as if he has no perception of what's happening around him. He always ends up tucked in with Maguire. And there was a point in the game, and it's come out online since, Maguire was yelling at him during the game, like, get your head back in the game. Well, he always cuts in. He's just all over the place for me. Well, on that thing with Maguire, I saw that sort of do the rounds over Twitter. And I would expect the captain, I would expect the centre back to be talking to the left back, especially in that way. However, in regards to that Shaw and sort of the issues around his positioning, I mentioned this in the last podcast against Tottenham. I'm going to defend him. I want to put this down to Solskjaer. It looks like an instruction to me. And City obviously do it with the right back, where I mentioned the right back will move into central midfield when they have the ball. 
And Pep's reasoning for that, or my opinion of what Pep's reasoning is, is for when City then do lose the ball, likely in midfield, is they then have the bodies in midfield to win the ball back straight away or give away a foul and stop the play. So they, they flood that midfield area. I don't think, and that's what's happened when Harry Maguire and Victor Lindelof get the ball. Luke Shaw is moving inside almost next to Nemanja Matic and playing in central midfield. I don't think it's for that, and I'm not obviously don't have me ear to the ground with Solskjaer, but I don't think that's the reasoning in regards to a comparison with Pep. I feel the reason is to get the ball out to Rashford nice and early and sort of open up that channel so Maguire or Lindelof can get the ball out to the left, and then Shaw sort of makes that underlapping run to try and get him behind. Now, my one criticism of Shaw there is when he does get into that area, he isn't crossing. Now, again, I would maybe put a lot of it down because it's almost so obvious, down to instruction, and he's trying to play the ball back into Bruno and Pogba. And I think that's kind of understandable because you look as... okay, Martial scored from two crosses today, but I don't think Martial's a play sort of going to fire in crosses in and around the back four. I think our strength lies in midfield with Pogba and Bruno, so when Shaw gets into that position on the edge of the box... What do you think is the higher percentage play? Do you think it's whipping in a ball to Anthony Martial to get his head on? Or do you think it's play it back into our two best players in Bruno and Pogba? So I can understand the frustration with Luke Shaw when he gets into that area. However, I think a lot of it comes down to Solskjaer's instruction, in my opinion. Look, I take that on board. I just think that it's just particularly in defence. He is so frustrating. I just feel like he's out of place, a lot, out of position. And in fact, if you look at all the opportunities that... Sheffield United had it was crosses coming in from Shaw's side but let's move on uh where we're talking about Shaw and Rashford so I want to talk about the Englishman as well I don't know we're calling him a striker let's call him a a, like an inside forward if you like Rashford's got two assists so on on the front of it it's like okay well this was a good performance I actually thought it was I'm not gonna say he was poor but I, I still think there's a way to go in saying that I think Rashford is on the cusp of really good form some of his movement was outstanding. And if he can just get that nous and that timing for his finish, his finishing back, I think he's about to hit a real red hot form. And I think the prospect of him and Martial scoring goals, it, it, it's scary and, and in a good way. It's a good thing for United. Well, we'll just mention him before in regards to we've all sort of we've all very understanding in regards to the players being sort of a little bit rusty in terms of match fitness and also their touch on the ball after having sort of three months off and no real training, especially no competitive football. But you almost have to double that for Rashford because he's been injured for so long, in the same case with Pogba. So you almost have to have extra patience with players like that. And, yeah, look, that miss. Okay, we'll get on to the miss. Yes, he has to score 100%. Martial does nothing wrong, um, squares it perfectly. Rashford has to score. It's an open goal. It's a bad miss. I do feel for him, though. I don't think he thought Martial was going to take that extra touch. And he just was caught by surprise. I think he thought Martial was going to take on the shot. And a good strike would anticipate everything. I understand that. But um, I don't think Martial did him any favours at all with that pass. However, he, again, you can't hide from the fact that he does need to score it. Um, but other than that, two assists. And the, the second assist, I think we, we look at the Pogba pass into Bruno. And Bruno flicks it around the corner. And then obviously the fantastic chip by Martial. But if you see the reverse angle of Rashford's little threaded ball for Martial... If that's Bruno or Pogba, we're saying that's a world-class assist. So um, Rashford's eye for a pass there was fantastic, I thought. No, I'm with you. And I think he's getting that composure in his game. The criticism of Rashford when he broke onto the scene was he's just too one-dimensional. It's almost similar to the criticism we see with Dan James, isn't it? Um, But 
nonetheless, I'm with you. And like I said, I expect Rashford to really hit a good purple patch in the next few games. Uh, before we move on to our... Uh, three, two, ones. Um, Tom, let's talk about the... It was just a nice little moment, actually. Um, the five subs at once. Um, obviously, Solskjaer keeping an eye on the FA Cup, perhaps on the weekend, or looking ahead to Bournemouth next week. Well, sorry, Brighton, I should say. That, that'll that be our next game. But um, what did you think of the five substitutions? Personally, I thought it was brilliant. Good squad preservation. Well, from Ollie's point of view, 100%. It's ideal the game was over and you can just make a sort of carefree sub. There's sort of no risk of sort of dangering with the game sort of in a sort of pivotal moment. So from Ollie's point of view, that was fantastic or a nice and easy decision for him. However, the thing I'll look at this in, in regards to, I was watching the five players walk off at once or the camera might have had three or four players walking off at once. And it was just the definition of a pre-season friendly out in America somewhere. And that, and this might sound bitter by the time someone's listening to this and Liverpool have lifted the trophy, but that is proof for me that you have to put an asterisk on the title because it has changed the game. And obviously this didn't change the game in regards to it was a pivotal moment and it affected the result. But changing half the team and the ability to do that almost at once, or definitely at once, has changed the outlook of this season. For some teams, some teams will maybe get relegated of maybe six months ago, Aston Villa weren't able to bring on that fourth sub, which would have changed the game in their favour. And, and now they're able to, but the points aren't there for them. So it, it absolutely proof for me that an asterisk has to be put on this title. And you can call that bitter, but I think it's factual. I would normally agree if, if I'm putting, again, again, I'm a new man, I'm making sensible comments. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I I would agree with you. However, because every single team is allowed to make five subs, I'm I'm all for it. Like, what's happened in the world is such unique circumstances. The rules are there to accommodate the players. They're calling 28 degrees a heat wave, which I find laughable, well, but I nonetheless... Well, the actual five subs, I can understand these unique circumstances. I've no issue with them doing that. But personally, I disagree with it, but I've got no issue with it. But in regards to the integrity of the competition, changing the rules, in terms of Liverpool's title, and the teams who are unfortunately going to be relegated off the back of this... The rules have to be the same throughout the whole of the season, and they've changed. I'm with you. I'm with you. Look, I don't agree with it, but it is what it is. I personally don't have too much of an issue with it too, uh, so much. But anyway, Tom, Actually, the 3 just, 2 one. Just something I just, just thought of then. If I'm arguing for an asterisk there, if the Europa League is going to change from two legs to one leg, and we go on to win the Europa League, but don't have, don't have to have two-legged affairs through the quarters and semis, etc. Do you think our Europa League title should have an asterisk? No, we're Manchester United. Whenever we're involved, no asterisks are there. It's not allowed. Correct answer. All right, thank you. Um, so let's move on to our 3-2-1s. Uh, who, who leads at the moment? Is it still Fred? Um, I will look on the phone here. We have... Wambasaka wasn't as high as initially thought when we had Adam McCullough on the podcast. But um, yes, Fred is winning on 24 points, Harry Maguire following on 23, and Marcus Rashford is um, in third place on 20 points. Do you want to have a guess on who is fourth? Uh, I have no idea. This will shock the listeners. I think to a very positive start to the season. Dan... Bruno Fernandes. No, Dan James is on 17 points. Jeez, maybe we're too generous. But anyway, let's talk about this game. Um, I think the three points, it's a no-brainer. Just please let me have the platform, Tom. I've been waiting all day for this. Nemanja Matic? No, it's not Nemanja Matic. I thought it was fantastic. It has to be that man, Tony. He scored three goals. Absolutely brilliant. 
I was, I was in my bed. There was a little peep up in the bed sheet. I won't give you too many explicits, but I'm telling you, mate, there is not... Apparently, apparently in Australia... In, in, so Victoria's having a bit of a blowout with COVID and toilet paper's getting flogged. I'm telling you, there isn't enough toilet paper to fix the mess I made when Martial scored that third goal. It was fantastic, and I was over the moon for him. But seriously, what a performance. All-round brilliant, linked up well, got the hat-trick and the match ball. It's three points for that man, Tony. Any, any disagreement there? No, well, like we said before, I think potentially, well, I think no doubt, he, it was best ever performance for United. And if I say that, it's probably best ever career performance for for himself. However, I look at when a player gets a man of the match for us in terms of if you're giving out of 10 ratings, you give sort of the man of the match is usually 8 out of 10. Or maybe if they have sort of that world-class game, you give them a 9 out of 10. I think this is one of the cases where it's simply just a 10 out of 10 performance. Absolutely perfection. I'm with you. He did. He didn't do anything wrong. The slice with with Pogba was a little bit hilarious. You could see he was really hanging for that hat trick, but good for him. Um, two points. I'll let you take the floor. And to be honest, there should only be one answer. Yeah. Look, you take if you just look at performance and take out that finishing touch of the goals for Martial. I think Matic definitely rivals him in regards to performance. He, as I said, made it look like a school game. He just looked like he just dropped in and just said, "Okay, I want to dominate this game. You can't do anything about it." I'll just do what I want, and he's definitely deserving of his um, position in the squad now, and he's almost first name on the team sheet, especially if you're going to play Bruno and Pogba together. I'm with you 100%. I thought Matic was brilliant. Like, we can ravel at what Pogba and Bruno do, but without Matic in there, and you can just see, and you know what, I have to put my hand up and say I did not pick this. Like, I thought Matic was really in a good turn of form before he, obviously, the season was suspended, but... The difference he made when he came on against Tottenham was unbelievable. And for all the plaudits of McTominay and Fred, and I like them, they're both industrious, they both work hard, and they both have a place in this team. I just think what Matic brings with the ball, his composure and the way he reads the game, like you can't put a price on that. And unfortunately, I think he's the only player in our squad who's got that ability. So in my opinion, it is crucial in this transfer window. We're talking about the right-hand side, but we must get a ready-made replacement for Matic. But definitely two points and deserves all the credit there. One point. I think this could be an interesting one. Um, let me give it to you and we'll see if there's a bit of a debate. But who, who gets your one point this week? Look, on performance, I'll probably go Paul Pogba. But when you look at the um, contribution to the team and the, to the result, Marcus Rashford with two assists. And as you say, he sort of started to show glimmers. Um, I think Rashford is definitely in there with a shout. And... Look, you can't get away from that miss, or he had two sitters where he should have scored. But I think providing two assists, I'll probably opt maybe just over Paul Pogba, so probably Rashford for one point for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I think we'd be harsh on him. And like we said, he's coming back from a long layoff, and I think that's playing its part. But I'm, I'm confident, Tom. I'm telling you, I think in the next two or three games, he's going to just go bang, and he's going to start scoring goals as well. And that is a mouth-watering prospect. Um, I'll let you take it to the Facebook comments. Yeah, okay. So we've got here Dan Yu on Facebook, um, which we just mentioned earlier, that Pogba run and the Martial slice where he sliced over. I'm telling you, if Paul Pogba scored that goal after that nutmeg and sort of shifted past two or three players, I'm telling you, he wins the Pushkas Award for that. That that, that run was unbelievable. Um, Just a shame that it didn't um, end up in a goal. But he also says, Igalo had a Lukaku first touch today. He needs a full game. 
Yeah, yeah Gala actually, he was played in once or twice, but um, I think Gala will definitely get in. Um, he'll get 90 minutes under his belt against Norwich. Um, Robert on Facebook has also commented, great game or training session. Uh, we should have had six. Matic was great. Martial was easily man of the match. The only negative was Andreas got minutes. Uh, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Robert. Forgot about who were the five. Oh, actually, I thought Andreas played well when he came on. Did he, he did a nice ball. Who was it for? I don't remember, but he put in a nice, classy ball for someone well, on goal. Yeah, he has been. In, well, what do you think there in regards to Lingard's not making the matchday squad now, but Andreas is? Do you think that's a sign that Lingard's future is away, and maybe the if they have to choose one, they're going to stick with Andreas over Lingard? I think Lingard's definitely leaving. I, I'm certain of it. The fact he got... The second we saw Rayola was his agent, yeah, uh, yeah it, it was pretty much... Um, he, he called the curtains there. Yeah. Um, Adam, as well, from the supporters club, says our midfield controlled everything. Martial class finishing. Would love to see this consistently. Uh, wouldn't we all? Well, that, that's the thing with... Martial is so... He has everything to be consistent. Um, it's up to him to show it, and hopefully Solskjaer can get it out. Of him and Josh on Facebook says one of those games where you saw us winning before kickoff with them having two defenders and their keeper out. Chris Wilder hit the nail on the head in his post-match interview, saying they were up against world-class players, but we didn't need to spark a world-class performance to win. Chuff for Martial to get his hat trick. The confidence he plays with when he gets when he gets one is unreal and makes him impossible to play against. Shaw as well, much better against um, Sheffield United. So pretty much agree with all those comments, I think. The only criticism of that comment, he said uh, they didn't have their defenders and their keeper. Let me correct you, Joshua. It is our keeper that did not play. Uh, Tom, before we wrap up, let's have a quick look at Norwich. Obviously, the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. Forgot that there's, a, there's an actual cup game to look forward to. Uh, are you expecting a rotated side for this one? I think it has to be, even if Solskjaer wanted to put all his eggs in the FA Cup basket, considering how he's approached the first two games, I think this definitely has to be almost almost 11 changes. And I, th- I think it's a hard one because Norwich, from memory, looking at the Premier League table, I think they're pretty much relegated now. So are they going to just, again, our second string team should beat Norwich's full strength team, I understand that. But I think Norwich will definitely 100% go for it. And that is going to make it a little bit harder. So... But I think United just simply have to change. As much as I want to win the FA Cup, 100% I do. But the position we are now in the league, it is so important to make that top four. And I think that is where Solskjaer's priority will be. So, yeah, I think there'll be heavy rotation. I think Romero will come in. I think Delow will come in. I think Bade will definitely start over one of the centre-backs. I think Brandon Williams comes in. The midfield, I think you probably Bruno definitely has to have a rest. I'll definitely rest Matic. So you could easily see... Um, Fred McTominay coming in. I'd probably, you could maybe give another half hour or an hour to Paul Pogba. I think he probably needs it. Um, like we mentioned in one of the Facebook comments, I think Agalo needs to start. Um, I think one matter. I think Mason Greenwood did well today, but um, just just didn't happen for him. Nothing against his performance, just didn't quite happen. So I think one matter will probably come in at some, maybe on the right or sort of into the ten position for Bruno. Actually, speaking of matter, two hundred and fifty appearances. Um, what he came yeah, fantastic him. achievement. Yep. Absolutely. But what do you reckon for Norwich? Do you reckon in regards to... Okay, it's going to have to be rotated, but in terms of Solskjaer's priorities, is it? do you think he's really going to go for this? Because if we get through, the semi-finals are going to be big semi-finals. The problem is the fixture list for this project restart is so congested, and I think his priority is top four. There's no doubt about it. At the end of the day, that's where he'll get judged. We saw Louis van Gaal win an FA Cup, and he was sacked that night. So... 
it has to be the top four. Like, obviously, I'd love us to win a trophy. And look, albeit it's going to be in front of no fans, Wembley and no fans. Like, how tragic is that? But it will be a rotated side, I think. Um, I think a, a, a quiet shout could be maybe a Tahith Chong um, or even a James Garner, potentially. I, th- I could see one of them on the bench. I don't know if they get game time. Well, but, well, yeah, I think it will be rotated. Because I've seen Arsenal over the last couple of days have sort of run into a deadline where... They've had to extend their their loan deals or extend little sort of mini contracts for the remainder of the season rather than contracts which run out on the first of July. But Angel Gomez, Solskjaer was talked about. He just sort of said, "Oh, paperwork hasn't been done yet. We're not quite sure what's happening." But I'm sure we're mm. sort of coming up to that deadline where something has to be mentioned regarding Gomez. Yeah, for sure. Well, he's not playing anyway, so I'd say if he's off contract for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, it's not really going to make much of a difference. You know who I think will start this game, and you might disagree with me, but I actually think I expect Rashford to start. I think he's going to try and get a few more minutes into his legs because if we're saying Pogba's been laid off, so has Rashford, and I think he needs to get that match rhythm back so I could see both of them starting uh, and possibly pulled off on the hour mark depending on how we're going. Yeah, no, I could see I could see a front three, Rashford on the left, Agallo, and and one matter on the right. And then sort of Pogba just having that sort of free role where Bruno plays and just sort of sort of let him get an hour at his legs, then take him off regardless of the situation. Um, with you. And on that note, I think that's a good place to leave the podcast. Thank you so much to our listeners for listening. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, we've kind of changed it up a little bit, Tom. I've been the host. You've been the colour guy. Are you enjoying the dynamic? Yeah, I'm enjoying not having to think. Um, let you sort of dictate, which is good. I can sit back and relax. But um, I'm mainly looking forward to everyone sort of knows everyone's sort of work schedules have been up in the air over the last couple of months. I'm just waiting for it to, until you're back in the office and I'm back in my normal routine where we can just get to the pub. Like I love these online sort of podcasts. We can just sit at home. I'm, I'm sure you're watching. I'm sure you're talking to me with no pants on. I can guarantee it. But um, I'm just looking forward <laughs> to get back at the pub. No, I'm with you, mate. And hopefully we can do that soon. Thanks, as always, if you are holding your phone, which you are likely doing, or it's very close to you, maybe you're keeping a safe social distance, pick it up. It's not going to give you any viruses. I want you to open your favorite podcast app, give us a review, give us five stars, because that means more people get to join the pub with us, and that's what we want. Tom, thank you very much for joining us, and we will chat on Sunday. Cheers. Cheers.